Hello and welcome back to another episode of Jews with the News. I'm Eli. Wait. I'm, hold on. Wait, Wait a second. Uh, I'm, I'm Eli. What, what a crazy <laughs> mistake. Uh, t- t- this Jews with the News episode is amazing. I honestly don't know why I said that. <laughs> Um, everyone wants to be me. It's okay. I mean, not everyone can, but, uh, it's, it's a common mistake. Um, but yeah, uh, we have an amazing episode today, a very special guest, um, with an amazing topic of conversation. But first, Jack, um, here's something that I think true Jews with the fan, uh, true, true Jews with the news fans, um, have never really got to hear. And that is what are our lives like? What are our plans for this upcoming year? I mean, uh, our friends know everything about our lives, but not everyone who watches this podcast does. So Jack, why don't, why don't you start with that? Right. So I, as of, as of right now, I am planning on being on campus attending the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. Um, I'm really excited. I hope that, you know, the semester can finish and everything. But, like, although, like, I am an incoming freshman, like, I'm in the state right now that I don't feel like an incoming freshman in college. I still feel like I'm a senior in in high school. And I think, personally, I think the reason because of that is that, like, we never finished our actual semester, our second semester of senior year. And then we kind of, like, waited, like, three months later, and then we graduated. Um. So I think the fact that I never got any closure makes me think that until I have classes like at Illinois, until I'm like actually there and like doing that whole thing, like I won't feel like a freshman in college until then. Yeah, uh, exactly. I, and then for those of you who don't know about me, my story is a little bit weirder. Um, I was planning on attending a certain university uh, uh, in Southern California. We'll just leave it at that. And then... <laughs> um, through through certain circumstances uh, uh, with the university's policy regarding housing and then regarding things like financial aid and their deferment policy. Um, uh, ultimately, I did not want to attend that school from my home. Um, and so because of all their policies in place and all the barriers to trying to do what I actually wanted to do, um, I unfortunately, made the decision to drop out of school before it even started, um, which uh, is kind of crazy, which because it means I have to reapply to colleges next year. And also it means I'm in this weird state where, you know, I'm not a freshman and I'm not even like, I wasn't planning on taking an official gap year before this COVID hit either. So I'm in this weird stage of just trying to like plan the next year of my life as an adult, but also not really because I still have to live in you know my parents house and that's like kind of this like weird transition phase for me um but yeah Uh, if you want to if you want to hear me talk about more please comment down below for sure yeah because that that conversation could go on for a while I think I mean I don't want to get too much into it because you don't want to but we've had uh a lot of conversations on how like we were gonna deal with that and although I'm not like you know the ultimate decider I feel like I I still care for you and I want you to have the best experience possible so yeah this is a loving community choose with the news exactly all right now time to uh bring on our fabulous guest Dylan do you want to introduce yourself sure thing 
hello, Jews with the News listeners. Um, <laughs> Eli and Jack, thank you very much for having me. My name is Dylan Fox. I just graduated from John Burroughs School. Uh, <laughs> come on, come on. Barely graduated because of the COVID situation. Um, I, did, I did fine in school. I graduated. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm going to UCLA uh, next year, and I'll be on campus um, either studying physics or cognitive science, and I'm really excited to go. My sister also goes to UCLA. She'll be a junior. So I get to go to school with her again. And uh, Eli, you said something earlier that I kind of related to. Um, I wanted to take a gap year because I really don't like online classes and all my classes will be online. Um, but UCLA has a very strict policy on gap years. So I, I had to make the decision to either go to school and actually take classes or not enroll and reapply next year. And I applaud you for your decision. And I'm sure it will uh, work out in the long run. So, thank you very much. Yeah, and you, you too. I'm sure uh, you're going to do great things this year and the next three years as well. After thank that. you. All right. So, uh, sorry, you go, Eli. You can uh, do. It. Thank uh, you. So, I mean, you know, I love asking this question, Jack, and the Jews with the news fans know I love asking this question. Dylan, is yeah. a hot dog a sandwich? I don't think a hot dog is a sandwich until the bun rips apart. And when there are two buns, then I think it's a sandwich, especially if you have lettuce on it. I don't know why you'd ever put lettuce on a hot dog, but <laughs> <laughs> lettuce is a very sandwich uh, substance. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a very interesting take. A take that I personally agree with you with, um, just for all of you out there wondering where we stand. Um, but yeah, Jack, uh, how do you feel about that? Um, well, I, that's not important. What I wanted okay. to about, what I wanted to talk about is uh, on kind of in the conversation of, you know, we're transitioning into this new part of life, whether we're going to school or not, we're still, you know, we've all, we're all 18 now, we're all able to vote and everything. Does, does anybody else find it crazy that we kind of are 18? Like we've lived 18 years of life. I actually turned 19 a little over a month ago. Oh, shoot. Oh, happy belated birthday, Dylan. Oh, no. Oh, no. Happy birthday. Sorry, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> I feel like although, a bad friend. Eh, who cares? Although, being old, you know, I, I went to get a COVID test today. I'm fine. My brother's fine. I took my brother, who's 17, and actually, I got to sign for him at the urgent care today, which felt pretty old doing that. Crazy. I wrote yeah. a figure on my relationship to patient line. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, it's also crazy, especially because I still look like I'm, you know, 15. For those of you who, I mean, we don't really stand up here, but I'm like 5'4", five, 5'5", five, five, so, I, you know, I'm not really the tallest person, and so I don't think that helps with, you know, you know, I think I also have, like, a pretty young face as well, so it's weird because, like, Every time, like I was at the dentist the other day and they were like, okay, we need your parents to sign for this. And I was like, uh, I'm 18. And they were like, what? No. And I was like, yeah. And so they were like, oh, shoot, sorry. And then they gave me like the form to sign myself. And that was really crazy. That's, that's age discrimination. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Is that, a, is that a problem in the workplace? Age <laughs> discrimination? Yeah, honestly, I feel like it is. 
I, I can go into it if you want me to, but like Thank I feel you. like some companies probably do either force people out or force people to retire so they could bring in new younger workers for lower wages. Well. And yes, that would be age discrimination if it's based off like, oh, we want to bring in somebody younger because we don't want an old person to do the job anymore. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Although I don't feel like I'm old enough yet to be like at an age where a company is like, we want you more than we want a 65 year old. Like, do you know what I mean? It's because you would be paid less though. Yeah, but I still feel like they'd be like, no, I think we'd take the older person. Okay. Is, it, is it ethical to pay a younger person less than you would an older person? Is that, is that unethical? Uh, I don't think it's unethical because most likely the person who is older probably has more experience either in that job or in the workforce. I don't know if it's... But, but to force them to retire or fire, I think, is the problem. Right. I just think it's something that we've become so used to as kind of just like a thing that happens. And it's like everyone starts out with like a small small-ish salary and then the older you get the more you get paid and so then they fire the old people because they pay them more the older they get and they hire the new people so that they pay them young or pay them little when they're young and then slowly pay them more until they fire them and it's like this weird cycle mm -hmm. uh eli would you like to transition into our next discussion yeah i think something that um makes all of us kind of really um, uh, interested about this conversation is that it this it's very it's been centered around this idea of time and I think something that all of us have thought about for a very long time is the idea of time as a concept whether or not um, time is linear whether or not we can predict the future what that means if we can predict the future um, and I I've know Dylan has um, uh, some opinions on this, and actually one from a science point of view, which I'm actually very interested to hear. Yeah, so I'm not, I'm, I don't know about time travel or necessarily predicting the future, but I learned in physics class this year of a thing, actually it was a neuroscience class, uh, of a theory called hard determinism. And it kind of, it's a, it's a scientific theory that kind of disproves free will in a way. It says that things, that, that there is a set path and there is fate in a way. So basically it goes like this. In the beginning, there was the Big Bang or the original fate or whatever, where there's all this mass in an infinitely small area and everything explodes into existence, right? And so hard determinism says that because there was some original state in, the, in some exact way, and because we have these laws of physics, everything will explode into, into being and, and everything after that will happen in a very predictable way. Maybe not predictable to us yet, but in a, in a constant, in a, in, a, in a way that follows the laws of physics. And so therefore is like set in stone because, because we have these laws of physics, anything that happens from the original state would, would happen and always would have happened. Like if you have 50 different big bangs with the same starting point of the universe and the same laws of physics, then eventually, however many millions of years later, you will have three Jews talking over Zoom on the Jews with the News podcast, right? <laughs> That's hard determinism. And it kind of 
says that we don't really have free will because like even ourselves, our chemical and physical and biological interactions like in our brain um, on a molecular level. Um, and so every decision that you have made, you always would have made. And every decision that you will make, you always will have, we always will make that. So hard to, I mean, that, I mean, I, I don't know about predicting the future necessarily, but I do believe in that kind of scientific fate as it is. I do, I do want to say that I like, I feel like, okay, because it's science, like maybe I shouldn't be arguing with, you know, the theory of hard determinism. Nothing's like proven. I don't know. I'm not the expert here. I just, <laughs> All right, but I, I what I'm talking about, but I don't. I, I would like to say that I think it, I would, I think it's true to an extent. I think I agree that when the, when the Big Bang happened, everything happened because we have these laws of physics. So I think that that is too broad to say that every action you do is because of like, it was planned to be. I think of, I think what I'd interpret it, it to be is anything is possible as long as it stays within the laws of physics. So anything can happen as long as it abides by the laws of physics. So personally, when I interpret that hard determinism, I wouldn't say that, uh, you know, like one thing is set to happen in the future. I think that it could be a variable of different things as long as it's still, you know, scientifically possible. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that comes from the fact that like, we are at one point in time and we don't know what's in the future yet. So to us, anything within the laws of physics could still happen. So, so it's very dangerous to hear of hard determinism and then say, well, I can't take, take responsibility for any of my actions because that's, that's not true. You can still be responsible for your own actions and stuff. Um, but uh, there's definitely still possibilities that we, we don't know exactly what's going to happen yet. Right. And this kind of reminds me a lot of like chaos theory, which I, I know pretty much almost nothing about. But from what I do know, it, it's kind of like, um, it's like, uh, it's like a theory in mathematics that says that there is order within chaos, and it's that and we just can't find it yet, or we don't have the ability to find it because of our you know, because for instance, how we view time might be like, because we view it at a single point rather than like, right, we can only view like one moment in time at a time. It affects our ability to like perceive order in chaos. So for all we know, there could be like one timeline that everyone will follow every single time. And we just aren't aware of it because of where, how we perceive time, which is like really crazy to me too, because then it brings into this, other like question which is if there really is only one future right and that future is just a reaction of all of these like molecules and like the planets just like interacting with one another and like these like neurons firing in our brain like do we really have control do we really have responsibility kind of like you said right because if everything is a pattern right then my decision to say what i'm saying now might not be of my own free will and it might just be you know because 
these neurons or whatever are firing in my brain in a specific order because like 20 million years ago there was like something that set that off right and so then like there is the question which is can we take responsibility for our actions at, or, or and what do we do when you know for instance someone commits a crime if they aren't you know responsible for those actions well i think in that scenario if we're going by that everything is predetermined and like there really is no free will like you're gonna do and say and think all of these things no matter what if somebody does commit a crime we can't just be like oh they didn't have free will because of what we already established we then say is already predetermined that we're probably going to send them to jail because it's laws we have put in place already so that already denies our free will to say like, oh, they didn't have responsibility. So it, it, in a circle, it kind of does make us responsible for our own actions because we're forced to do so, if that made sense. Yeah, like that person maybe always would have committed that crime, but we always could have sent them to jail afterwards or to mental help to get them to not commit another crime after that. So we, we, we do, I think we do still obviously have to take responsibility for our own actions. I can't imagine what a nation would look like where hard determinism dictates uh, criminal law. <laughs> Which is wild. Right, like that's what's so um, intriguing too, is like, because like, if for some reason this ends up being something we can actually prove like this is fact, right, then like our, our our whole world is built on this idea that we have control over our actions and so like how do we change institutions that have been around literally for like all of civilization right that have been built on kind of this one founding principle and I think you're right the answer is like I don't think we can change and you know I don't think that would ever I don't think that will ever happen I don't think it's ever like I don't think we will ever be able to prove whether we have free will or not, whether hard determinism like controls our lives or not, because we don't have, you know, the capability of seeing into the future or the past, whatever. And we probably never will. Like that's just probably scientifically improbable. Maybe I'm proven wrong in like the next day or so. Maybe I'm not, but I don't think that we'll ever have to come across that problem. So we don't have to think about it. Yeah. By the way, that is like a current trend in Jews with the news. We talk about something and then like the day after we record, there's like a big new discovery and it's like, oh gosh, gosh darn it. Yeah, that <laughs> happens today. Mm -hmm. um, so I actually read a, a book recently called Incognito, The Secret Lives of the Brain. And it has a couple ch chapters that touch on, um, touch on that, on how to change institutions and uh, our nation. Um, based on a more scientific approach to criminal justice, the justice system. So that's a pretty interesting read. It's by David Eagleman for any Jews with the news listeners or for you too. It's actually fascinating. It's a great book. Highly recommend. Yeah. Maybe I'll go check it out. Maybe, maybe I, I will too. If you, I can drop it off at your house or something. <laughs> oh my. I I would like to propose a theory just to get your two thoughts on like what you think if it's like actually like, you know, the real truth. What if 
we are, what if time is linear, so there is a line, but there are multiple branches which branch off into a new line, which is then linear and continue and continue. Kind of the uh, alternate reality theory where uh, one of you is bound to do like everything, but like every option you get, like it branches off. Like for example, if you, for breakfast, you uh, can either drink a glass of orange juice or glass of apple juice. One of you will drink the apple juice and another one of you will drink the orange juice, but you will only live one of those paths. And then that's when that separates and it continues to separate until there's like millions upon billions of alternate realities where one of you is living a certain life while you are living a completely different life. I mean, that just makes me really jealous for like the Eli out there that's like a star athlete. (laughs) (laughs) I agree like a movie star or something yeah Um, i think there are two concepts here um and feel free to disagree with me um but i feel like there there's the concept of multiple universes and the the multiverse and then there's a concept of like timelines and and that kind of way of looking at time i think that was actually touched on in avengers infinity war because they spoiler alert Pause here if you haven't seen the movie. Right, no, don't pause. Like, you should have seen it. If, if you want to see it, you should have seen it. If you haven't seen it, then you deserve for it to be spoiled because you're never going to see it. So <laughs> they travel back in time to try to collect the Infinity Stones. So say, like, you travel back in time and you stop, you somehow, for some reason, stop your parents from ever meeting. Do you immediately cease to exist? Like, like what happens? Or do you live out a new timeline where you're just in the same, your, your parents never met, but you're still around. Like, so there are, there are multiple ways and, and movies cover time travel differently, but um, timelines is kind of like how the flash does it and, and how I think back to the future does it. Maybe, I don't well, know. Yeah, that's how like the doctor in back to the future duck, liter- he like literally draws that timeline theory on a whiteboard. I yeah. think if you're like, you go back in time you're not gonna want to actually intentionally you know make your parents not meet of course of course i don't think that scenario would ever actually happen if time travel was real to marty mcfly okay but that's a movie like (laughs) fabricated like weird crap happens in that movie and then uh but multiple universes i think I, i mean I feel like that has something to do with string theory, which I don't, I don't know how that relates because string theory in my immature understanding of it is that all of our forms of energy and and everything in this universe, all our matter is really just vibrating strings of, of energy, just vibrating at different speeds or something. And apparently like the math works out really well for that. And, but, but I think, multiple universes has something to do with string theory. I think right now it's like scientifically possible. Like we haven't ruled out that, I don't know how we ever would rule that out. But like, you know, physicists have gotten pretty advanced, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really. I think, you know, the idea of a, of a multiverse, if you will, um, is is very compelling, right? Because it means that not only are like is there a me that's doing things differently but there are like 
like an infinite amount of me is there going to be doing an infinite amount of things which means that literally anything is possible for me right and so i feel like that idea is very reassuring in that kind of sense um and but so you still are only living one path like you don't get to see or live anything else that the other elis are doing you're only living Right, but it means that I have like the like if there's an infinite amount of me is doing an infinite amount of different things, right? It means that I have the potential to basically do an infinite amount of things, right? Yeah, you, you don't know which multiverse, which universe you're in. Right. But so I think that at least for me is really com is really reassuring because even if I'm just like living the life of like a mediocre version of Eli or right, like I know that there's going to be the Eli that gets like in like given all the prizes for like solving like world peace in that universe right and i feel like that's very reassuring um at least for me so i would love to believe that it's awesome yeah. and just while we're talking about the the multiverse have you guys seen spider-man into the spider-verse yes of course yes spider-man movie out there best best one out there yeah yeah best spider-man movie made i was i think i think impressed. I think that uh, that might be a little controversial to some people, but screw those people because all it is the Spider Mans were amazing. Like they were funny and like deep and like uh, it, it was like, and the animation. I don't know. I, I'm a, the animation I was, was awesome. It was it was just a beautiful movie. It I was. had at the end. I'm not even kidding. I really did. Fair. <laughs> it's respectable. It's a great. Yeah. Um. A, a, a black Spider-Man, an African-American Spider-Man. Yeah. They had a pig Spider-Man, too, pig which, Spider -Man. Is, which is crazy. All sorts of stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, as Jews, how do we feel about a pig Spider-Man? Not, not kosher. <laughs> kosher. Not kosher? Well, I mean, we're not going to try to eat pig Spider-Man, so I think it's okay. Okay. What was his name again? Spider-Pork? Uh, no, Peter Porker. Peter Porker. <laughs> Spider-Ham. Yeah, spider head. That's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I think um, it's in, a, in our personal favorite uh, interview style show is Jews with the News. But um, Dylan, I know that you have another um, show or another interview style show that you really seem to enjoy. Yeah, I was just, uh, I was just saying how I really, really, really enjoy watching Hot Ones. Um, for those of you who don't know what that is, that is an interview show on YouTube, and their concept is um, bring our guests on. It's a one-on-one -on -one interview, and you eat hot wings, which, which get progressively hotter as you talk, and the questions from the interviewer become progressively more difficult to answer and, and deeper and stuff. Um, and they have a bunch of famous guests in a bunch of seasons, um, and their interviewer, is, his name is Sean Evans, and I think he is an amazing interviewer. Um, have you guys, you guys have seen Hot Ones, right? Yes. What do you guys think of the show? I, I used to watch it like, you know, like regularly. I haven't seen like any of the, the recent ones. Like I, I, it's been a while since I've like watched them. But like when I did, like they were very interesting. I think all the guests were like impressed with like how like much Sean Evans knew about them he like he, he they do their research and they you try to make it enjoyable still to watch and i think i think they do a good job if you uh if you're looking for a hot ones episode to watch i recently saw the gordon ramsay episode i've watched that one yes very good um my personal favorite is uh the one with key and peel 
Um, that's the, that's like one of the only ones that has made me like literally laugh out loud. Um, yeah. and Sean Hayes is just, I, I don't know how, I guess he like eats really hot chicken wings every single week, but like, I don't know how he shows like almost no change in reaction from like the like mildest of spice to like the most extreme spice. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Speaking of which, do you guys think you would be good, be good like as guests, like would you be able to handle it? I mean, I really enjoy spicy food, but I, I can't handle it, like, either. Like, I need to perch, like, if I'm eating, like, a bag of flaming Hot Cheetos, I need, like, a glass of water with me before I can eat those. I like to think that I'm good at handling spice, but I think Hot Ones takes it to a whole other level. So, There's no I, crying at the end. I, I enjoy spice, and I eat a lot of spice, and I honestly do think, like, I'm pretty good at handling it. I think my family is notorious for being able to handle spicy foods. Me, really? my, dad, my brother, and my sister are like all really good at it. So That's I'd like to, I'd like, I'm going to say I would be, I'd be, I'd be able to handle it. I wouldn't like, I don't think I'd need like any milk or any water. I think I could do it. But Dylan, I'm going to bring up this story if that's okay. Remember when we went to uh, Niqua? I do. I, do. We went I to Buffalo Wild Wings and me and Lincoln decided to, you know, get some of the blazing hot wings, which is the, the hottest one. And then other people wanted to try it as well. Uh, you, you tried it. Am I, am I correct in this? Yeah, you are correct. And, and how did you take it? I really felt air blowing out of my ears. <laughs> I don't know if that's a normal reaction, but it was, I was crying. I just wanted the pain to stop. And I imagine it's a little bit worse than that on hot ones. Oh yeah. So we, for the record, by the way, I handled it the best out of everybody there. I was crying. Yeah, I was like, I was totally fine. Like it was hot. I'll, I'll give it hot, but I was like, I I was okay. I wasn't dying. But uh, we looked it up, uh, and the Scoville, which is like the hot meter, it would have put like uh, the Blazin is like in between uh, the second and the third hottest wing they had on uh, hot wings. So like <laughs> it would have replaced like it would have been like the third hottest. Oh, so my that just gives you a little, you know, understanding of how badly you really do. All right, I we need to get some of these hot sauces, and Eli, and I think we need to try them. Yeah. I'm in. I'm so in. That's going to be, yeah, another episode of Jews with the News in the future. <laughs> Jews with the Wings. Jews with the Wings. Yes, yeah. exactly. Well, thank you. Thank you, Dylan, so much for joining us. It's been, it's been awesome having you. Thank you for having me. I had a great time. Yeah. Shout out to Daniel Jung, by the way, for editing our videos. Every time. Every time. And we'll see you all next week. All right.